Hello, everyone. This is probably going to be a, a very interesting discussion because we are going to talk about Clubhouse and I'll, in, a, in a minute or two, when a few other people come into the room, I'll set, good morning, Barbara. I will set the stage for uh, why I thought we would, um, we could, um, hmm. I want to make you a moderator, Barbara. And oh, oh she is. Came in. okay. <laughs> I wondered why I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, why I want to talk about this, and it's obviously it's because Clubhouse is now uh, more than two years old, um, at, but also because um, I've noticed a lot of changes lately, as I'm sure you all have. Um, I'm pulling up the Clubhouse blog here, so I, I can tell you what they're going to say um, about what they're doing. And yep. just as a uh, as as you know, we're always uh, multicasting, so we're also live on call in. Uh, another um, sort of a, came out after Clubhouse, uh, but it's going in a different direction. I love the direction call-in yep. is going in, and I'm I'm finding call-in to be very useful. And by the way, last week came in. I didn't um, I didn't move anything. Um, I didn't change any of the settings, and I think replays weren't off. Oh, okay. I mean, weren't on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I heard it was a good discussion or not. And Francine, you might be uh, in between worlds. I noticed that you're on call-in as well right now. Hold on, folks. We're just getting a Francine back from the Matrix there. Hope everyone's doing well. Yes, how are you, Heyman? Not bad, Barbara. Are you uh, traveling or...? I'm, well, I'm in Toronto, stuck in traffic. Oh, <laughs> oh we're, okay. You're in my town again. Oh, you are. I you am. are in Toronto, technically. You're just north. Yeah, I am. Yeah. We'll have to get together. Yes, we do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to get out of Toronto, go, go into my paradise, okay? <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, we uh, actually, what has helped, Clubhouse helped us with, uh, we met each other. We met a lot of people. That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's been good. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, and while we wait for Francine, I guess we could, uh, even anyone who's interested, please come on up on how uh, you feel also how Clubhouse has actually changed. Because I, I know that, uh, when I joined, I think it was back in, I don't know, my rec my bio will say it, I guess, in April. When did you join, Barbara? Two years ago. Oh, okay. So you guys were early yeah. adopters, like Francine as well. Yeah. Yeah, I heard there I was a... Was like, sorry? Yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no. No, go ahead. No, I heard there was I a golden was like, period. Yeah, in the very beginning, there was a... Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. 
I wasn't quite, I just caught, caught the tail end of that. But Francine was there from the very beginning. Yeah, I heard the yeah. discussions were quite open and uh, many people uh, who were uh, prolific in the tech and every other world were also yes. felt comfortable here. Yes. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of, you know, famous people, Justin Bieber and interesting mm. people like that. Yeah, and I think they didn't last very long. No, I think uh, it just got to a point where, uh, yeah, people started uh, the closeness and the, I guess the safety of this place also. I'm not yeah. talking physical safety or anything like that. It was just more the their sense of safety in being in a uh, comfortable environment changed. And I think a lot of people also benefited from uh, Clubhouse. I think a lot of people uh, made careers out of it, um, yep. and a lot of people uh, were able to pivot. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I think people, a lot of people made some um, good mergers and some good uh, business out of it, too. Mm. Yeah. I think Francine's coming uh, from Colin. She's trying to be uh, live from Colin on oh, the other side. Is. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait. I've invited her in. She applied to be a speaker. Ah, there you go. Francine, hey, Francine what adventures so are you on? This is what happened. <laughs> I was trying to call in from call-in and see if I couldn't do this week from call-in instead of from Clubhouse. But um, I got lost in some matrix and it obviously didn't work and then I couldn't get back on Clubhouse. So um, I need uh, Rick Sanchez sound engineer training. <laughs> I'm calling Rick up to be a speaker not because i want sound engineering training okay i <laughs> let me let me now set the stage very briefly for what we're going to talk about today i got on clubhouse on april 18th 2020 i realized that was before most of you because when i got on clubhouse all it was was a large group you know a group of tech bros um, largely white, largely Silicon Valley, largely Pacific time zone uh, tech bros. And they were mainly talking about venture capital and things that were related to that. And very soon after that, another wave of early, and we were on an app called Test Flight. We weren't even available in the app store because I was a beta tester. We were all beta testers of Clubhouse. The first 10,000 people on an app um, can be beta testers for iOS. And, um, and that was where you had to have an invitation and blah, blah, blah. So I, when I was on Clubhouse, you met everyone else who was on Clubhouse because there were so few other people. And you met, first of all, a lot of, um, of other people who were, who were uh, early adopters, but you also met a lot of people who were important. Like in the first few months of Clubhouse, I met MC Hammer. And I met him in a way that allowed me to, you know, have a real conversation with him. 
I also met all of the people from A16Z, the venture capital firm that funded Clubhouse, to to a large degree funded Clubhouse. And I met met, uh, Felicia Horowitz, and I met lots of journalists, and then I met lots of musicians, and Clubhouse became very diverse. And I loved it because it was very diverse. And I live in Arizona, and Arizona is uh, not very diverse. I mean, it does have 25% Hispanics. So in that sense, it is. But I had lived in Arizona for 53 years, and I had never experienced um, the Black culture. And I never realized how rich and varied and valuable and imaginative and creative and, you know, just all this stuff I never had given much thought to. And I wildly started becoming part, trying to become part of the diversity, making all the mistakes that you make when you want to be an ally and you don't know anything about being an ally. And after that, went on to like reading books that people suggested for me so that I could be a better ally and sitting in rooms where I had no idea what was going on. Okay, so Clubhouse then really started to grow fast. And I I lost my little niche. I mean, everyone who was here early lost his or her little niche. But then things started to happen. And they are the kind of things that start to happen when you have people in crowds. The first thing that I could remember that was really disastrous that happened was... Um, anti-Semitism and racism together in the same room on Yom Kippur in 2020, where um, the details of which I've repressed. But all I know is after that, a lot of the Jews on Clubhouse got furious and a lot of the Blacks on Clubhouse got furious. And that was the first... um, signal to me that people couldn't necessarily um, act like civilized human beings and give each other grace when they were in large groups. And from there, to be frank, in some ways, it has only gotten worse. Uh, Francine, though, but what do you mean by got furious? What was your understanding of why people were getting furious? Um, because the, no one wanted to. Um, oh, Francesca's in the chat. Do you think? Yeah, December 2020 is when the golden era ended. But Fran- Francesca is so awesome. And I'd love to get her in here. I wonder if she'll come up and talk. But yes, she here she is out of the chat. Where are you? Can you get her, Hammond? Did invite Francesca and invite her to speak. But at, at any, if she wants to. But at any rate, the golden era did end in December 2020. So it lasted, uh, you know, about six months. And after that, um, after that, more hate and more. 
um, anti-Semitism and more political. Anyway, the 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 land the the upshot of it all is that two years in, I am suffering from burnout, and the reason I'm suffering from burnout is that. I believe it's possible for people to have civilized conversations and learn from each other. And I've met so many unbelievably intelligent people on Clubhouse. And I've listened to so many great musicians on Clubhouse. And I've, you know, I've had such great experiences here that I cannot understand why people don't want to just submerge all their pettiness and come together and be be at one. Now, remember, I am the creator of the Karma Coin and the Karma Club. And so I have a particular belief system that all this is possible. And many of you may not have this belief system. But I just came out of a room that was talking about the gun bill, the new gun legislation, and the Supreme Court decision about um, gun violence or not about gun violence, about um, mental health issues and, and red flag warnings. And every room that I go in, I see people squandering this unbelievable opportunity to meet people from all over the world. I mean, I I was stuck in my house. You know, I'm I'm 81 in case you guys don't all know. I thought everyone knew. But I am 81, which meant that I was a high-risk person during the pandemic. And so I was stuck in my house and I was stuck in my house for maybe the better part of a year. And during that time, instead of feeling sorry for myself, I had the most unbelievable and, you know, varied experiences, including meeting Heyman, meeting Barbara, meeting Francesca, you know, meeting Rick. And, and, and in the two years, I've met so many wonderful people and, you know, some of them, I don't know what they believe. And some of them believe opposite to what I believe. But I think it doesn't matter because cause Clubhouse overall is such an uplifting experience. But I've, I'm burned out because I found out that other people don't really think of it that way. And, and I don't understand how it got where it got. So I decided I would run this room and take testimony. So I'm going to shut up. Who would like to talk? Dr. Francine, can I, can I chime in quickly? Of course. Well, yes, I invited you up. <laughs> of course you I know. I will, but there, well, I didn't know if we were going in PTR order, and I didn't want to skip ahead, but I am in like a loud public place. I just wanted to quickly... Um, say to answer the question clubhouse has 100 percent helped me clubhouse has changed my life but um like you know france dr francine um you know i wasn't on as early as you but i came in on september came in in september of 2020 um and i think there was i was in the wave of people that took us took clubhouse from like 10,000 to i think like 
12,000 or something like that. Um, and yeah, that it was an incredibly, incredibly special time that we definitely cannot recapture. Um, but Clubhouse still works for me and I still love Clubhouse and I've never gotten burnt out on Clubhouse because I've always had um, boundaries, always. From the first day I, I got on Clubhouse, it was love at first listen. <laughs> um, but I also was like, oh, I can't let this take over. So I had strict boundaries with how I spent my time on Clubhouse from the beginning. I do not go in rooms that do not enrich my life in some way. I don't engage in debates with people that I disagree with. This is just me. That's my personality. I protect my peace at all costs. Um, and I... I need lessons. Well, I need peace lessons. <laughs> my whole life is organized to protect my peace. Like I just cannot, will not engage with anything that is not productive or uplifting in some way. I just want life is too short. Um, and I have had my own agenda on Clubhouse from the beginning and I've stuck with it. And, you know, Dr. Francine, you know, I've been hosting my Monday room every Monday since September of 2020. I've never missed it in almost two years, never once, because I love it. And, it, you know, I don't spend a lot of time in maybe as I don't, I certainly don't spend as much time in other people's rooms as I used to, but I have stuck with my agenda on Clubhouse because my personal agenda on Clubhouse has benefited me in so many ways, relationship-wise, opportunity-wise, financially. I mean, so many more things that I could, I'm not going to list like the whole way, resume of all the things, all the ways that Clubhouse has changed my life. But I think that in having these conversations, Dr. Francine, with people who were on early, like you and me, relatively early, um, I think that when people get burnt out, it's because of not really setting your own agenda on Clubhouse and kind of going with the tide of what's in the hallway. And I've always said, and I still advocate for people to start your own rooms, host the conversations that you want to be a part of, and to protect your stage and to make sure that you are setting the tone and you're not allowing anything in your rooms that you don't want in your life, right? If you don't want it in your life, don't let it be in your clubhouse room. Um, so that's just my my thoughts on it. But you know, I still love this platform, and I'm still here every week hosting my my at least hosting Manifestation Monday and some other rooms too. Um, and I'm gonna do that for as long as it feels good, and it still feels really good. So thanks for hearing me out. Hi everybody. No, I'm happy to I'm happy to hear you out. I, in some ways, I do the same thing. In in other words, I've been hosting Karma Club now since clubs, you know, since you could get a club. And I host Karma Club every week. And I never, um, I never care how many people come as long as my friends are in the room with me. And the, the conversation, you know, the, the topic is of interest to me. So I can control that room. But the thing that I do differently from you, which I think is responsible for my burnout, is um, that I do go into a lot of other rooms and I do go into a lot of political rooms and newsrooms. And I find them very difficult because um, because my my politics are very personalized. And others' politics seem to be more ritualized. 
And so it's it's hard. Rick, you want to speak? Go ahead. Oh, so, sorry, I just accidentally hit that button. No, continue. Oh, you don't want to speak. Okay, because because I can always see the other side of something. And this might just be part of my, you know, Eastern religion training. And it might be something that comes from having been born in New York and growing up as a, you know, civil rights activist and an abortion activist and all those kinds of activists. And then finding myself spending my um the, the the majority of my adult life in Phoenix where nobody believes what I believe. And yet, you know, they're my neighbors, they're my friends, they're my children's friends. And um, it becomes necessary to be able to see where they're coming from because they don't all seem to be evil. They seem to be very nice. And I, I, I seem to be able to make very good friends who don't have at all, you know, the same beliefs that I do. And so it's, it's always mind-boggling to me that other people aren't like that. And that, you know, this morning I was in a room where, you know, somebody called somebody else a fascist. And... And I was like, come on, do you even, let's pin the definition of fascist to the top of the room, because do you even know what that means when you're calling somebody that name? And if it's just somebody who doesn't share your beliefs, it doesn't necessarily make them a fascist. I mean, you know, they're not starving their own people. And, you know, there's a whole lot of things that come along with fascist for me that, you know, that I don't see when the word is thrown around loosely. Anyway, somebody else around to cheer me up? Jeannie? Hi. Um, Happy Clubhouse birthday. Yes, this is my first year today. I see that. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited. I have, I'm 76, so I'm closer of age to you than probably a lot of folks in the room. Um, and I have learned so much from Clubhouse. I am so incredibly grateful. Um, my daughter was the one that introduced me to it. She, my daughter and my son-in-law, they, they host a, um, a room called, uh, a healthy transformation nation. And, uh, they do a lot of, uh, health, obviously healthy things, <laughs> um, involving like essential oils and things of that nature. And I, I am just so grateful to have found a place where I, I can speak my truth. Uh, I I'm, don't often have that opportunity because I have pretty strong views and I usually keep them to myself because I don't like confrontation. But this has been a platform where I feel free to express myself. And um, I've been a caretaker for most of my life. And then for the first time in my life, I'm living alone and I'm loving it. I have my dog and she and I have a great friendship and uh, it's so peaceful. Um, I know those dog friendships. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's 13 and um, she's, a, she's a great gal. But uh, 
it's it's just so different this this past year i lost my brother in in 2020 and i was taking care of him um in november of 2020 and uh it's then i had my grandson for like four years and finally he's left the nest and so i'm for the first time peaceful and it's just i've lost 10 pounds i've changed my diet uh, i'm walking more I've had five back surgeries, so it's hard for me to walk, but I'm trying to walk every other day at least 15 minutes, and I'm going to try to keep increasing that. But it's it's just been life enlightening for me to be in these rooms. And I pick and choose my rooms. If I go into a room and I don't feel comfortable, I come right out. But um, see, I I do too. And and first of all, your experience is very much like mine. I'm I have tremendous gratitude for Clubhouse, but. I went last week into a room full of Muslims talking about their religion because I wanted to learn about it. And I also went into a room full of polygamists who were talking about why they live the way they live. And those are not the rooms that bother me. Those are the rooms that I go in and I learn something from. It's rooms of people who are, you know, ostensibly similar to me where I seem to have the most trouble. Barbara, I know you want to talk. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that it is about choice, Francine, and uh, what we can forward in terms of what we're committed to and what our values and the, the toxic rooms or this, what I call salesy rooms. I'm sick and tired of being in those. And I just don't, I just don't go in, not even for five minutes anymore. I know, I know who they are and I know, their intention and then I know there's some beautiful beautiful gold in clubhouse everywhere including right here in karma club so but I'm really really curious to what the future is because I know clubhouse owners have been listening and I'm wondering if you have any insight that you could share with us in terms of what we're gonna see in the near future well nobody has insight into the future but I do have insight into what they are building for the future. And what they are building is something called social clubs. And I think what what I'm going to try to do is port this over into a social club, a social house rather, when the social houses launch. And they're being, I I actually belong to a couple of them. Um, Again, because of beta testing. Um, But they are, rooms that are supposed to try to recapture how you felt about early clubhouse. So there are rooms in which you have to have an invitation to come in and then you get a couple of invitations that you can give to people you know to invite them in. And it becomes like a separate space and eventually it's going to be a separate hallway. And I have real mixed feelings about this because I kind of enjoy the main hallway. See, I just, I just contradicted myself. Who was it who said, I think it might be Walt Whitman. I contradict myself so I can, I contradict myself. I contain multitudes. Somebody tell me where that quote comes from. I've lost, I, I, I think I might be wrong about who said it, but. Is the person saying, so what if I contradict myself? But I, 
I don't want Clubhouse to um, sort of slice off into all these social houses that would be like fraternity houses, you know? So it would be like if you are on, and Sinead, I know that if you've ever heard Ed, you have heard this. Um, It's like people get asked to join a fraternity and then you don't see them around the main university campus because they're in the fraternity house and they're not, you know, they're not in the main hallway, they're in the private hallway. So we have to figure out, we have to figure out how to do that, you know. Francine, I'm just curious though, is it more to do with the monetization aspect that they're creating these smaller rooms too? Because then like, you know, creators can create, I mean, be able to have this um, like class or, um, you know, meetings that the people can donate to or whatever. I, I'm yes, also wondering. That's it, definitely part of it, but you know. Because I think I, also the clubhouse failure, is it more to do with the fact that people didn't know how to, like, just like in our real life world, right? People don't know how to have debates or like sort of a kind, you know, debates. I mean, I've had situations, rooms where people don't know how to even moderate. I mean, like you're, you know, people should be able to speak back and say, look, in a respectful way. And I'm wondering whether this is sort of the fact that Clubhouse failed was also somewhat a reflection of our society as a whole. Like we're all yelling at each other right at times on everywhere else. Is it? Is it unusual that Clubhouse also had the same thing? Uh, It's interesting that you said Clubhouse failed. It has not failed yet. Why are you saying that it failed? I'm just saying saying I'm burned out. Right. No, I'm I'm just wondering, like, because I think uh, you, because everyone's saying that there was a golden period. So if there was a golden period, everything is downhill from there, right? Yeah, back in my day. (laughs) <laughs> right, it's like uh, the, the the thing that I find most sad is most of the people who made the platform amazing left as soon as the app stopped being uh, invite only. There was kind of like a chain of custody of trust that transferred over, and everyone, so to speak, kind of behaved themselves because it was you know oh well you're reflecting bad on the person who invited you, so there were consequences socially. Now, I don't think there are those same kinds of consequences, and people are not even using real names. So I think those two elements together have eroded some of the potential trust or uh, of, of the platform. More than some, I, I would say most, because you're right. You know, when, when I invited someone, I really was careful who I invited because everyone knew that I invited them because it was on their bio, you know, invited by, invited by Dr. Francine. Well, at the time I was not going by Dr. Francine, but that's yet another story. Um, Okay. Should we try to go in PTR order so that people can have a chance to speak? Rick, do you want to start us off? Yeah. I I joined in in February of 21. I I guess, and the and the person that invited me, I've never seen him on here, <laughs> which is kind of strange. So I had I had really no idea what it was, what it was used for, um, and 
the first rooms that kind of interested me were, were the newsrooms because I was I was very frustrated with um, with the way media has become so uh, opinion generated. Um, and that hasn't changed. And that hasn't changed. <laughs> um, although I think that CNN just made a very modestly good move where they say they're not going to use that, you know, breaking news graphic every two minutes, <laughs> um, which I think is a good thing, you know. Uh, well, CNN's new boss has told them that he wants the news. This is, you know, breaking news. No, <laughs> this is um, yeah. this uh, is industry gossip. But what he said was that he wants the news on CNN to be right down the middle. And that will be a shockeroo to the people who are used to considering it as, as almost as far left as MSNBC. Yeah, I think, I think that that would be, I would love to have what, you know, the reason I love news, news, news was that we got news sources from all around the world uh, they didn't allow opinion pieces. So some of the pieces, you know, obviously were coming from some, you know, slightly left, slightly right news sources. Um, but, you know, they really don't allow, you know, op-ed pieces. And then you'd get perspectives from multiple different people. I found that to be really refreshing. Um, and then... You know, this is that's pretty much where I met most of the people that I follow, um, although that's changed, you know, somewhat over the years. But I I find that it's been very helpful to me. Um, I'm kind of a homebody. You know, <laughs> I'm the president of a Democratic club and I hate being the president of a Democratic club. Um, but it's something that nobody else stood up to do. Um, cause I'm very shy generally. Um, and I'm not a, uh, big go out and shake hands kind of person. But wow, that's, that's a real shocker because you're so comfortable speaking on Clubhouse. Yeah. And I, I wasn't for a long time, you know, I, I just listened. Um, but I do find generally, especially if you kind of curate your rooms carefully, that they are very safe spaces because I never finished. I never finished college. I'm not, don't consider myself an intellectual. I had teachers that called me stupid and that wouldn't let me even read certain books because they didn't think, uh, you know, I, I had a, a librarian that said, no, you don't want Dr. Seuss. You want dumb one, the bandit. Um, <laughs> so I kind of grew up with that, even though I had great supportive parents, all that. Um, but you know, it's, it's been very helpful for me. I've met some really smart people. I've also seen some of the worst of people on here. Um, yeah, well, you know, you know I'm, I'm always in after we vote with you. And this morning's after we vote room went right off the rails, and I, I was and yeah, it wasn't I agree. even 
it wasn't even over, you know, political differences. It was seemed to me to be totally a personal thing. And, you know, at, at one point I came off mute and I said, boys, boys, because these guys were yelling at each other and it was like high school. And, the, and they're, they're both very intelligent people. But, you, you know, you have to be able to disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah, it's been, for me, it's been like getting a college education. This is how I imagined a great dorm room conversation to be, you know. Uh, it, it, so it is. it's been helpful to me. Exactly. Yeah, I would say that that's that's very similar to what it was like, actually, or after class, mm -hmm. uh, when you're talking with the professor in a small group of people. It's very reminiscent of what happens here on Clubhouse, if you get the right kind of atmosphere and folks participating. Susanna, you were trying. I, that's true. Um, sorry, that Irvin. was a mistake. Right. Irvin, you're next. Thank you, Dr. Fanzine. I really appreciate you and Heyman for having this room and Barbara. Um, I came on Clubhouse on the 11th of February of last year. Um, was invited by a friend of mine here in the UK. I'm an American. And uh, I just was really amazed that at the time when I came on that you could sit in a room and listen to people all over the world discuss various issues. Most of the rooms I was in at the time were Afro African centric because I really have a, a deep desire and uh, affection for the continent, seeing that part of my DNA is from there. And, uh, but it was just really nice to be able to be in the room with intellectuals financiers, people just look, looking to garner additional information, share what they had to, and was able to do it in a very decent manner. I learned quickly that part of that had to do with the, how people moderated the rooms, because there were some moderators that didn't know how to well, I, I shouldn't say, I won't say, that's, that's an accusation. To my degree, they moderated in a way that left the room to chaos in some degree. People talking over each other and nothing really being heard or said. I've been, I've been raised that when someone else is talking, you listen. Not listen to be thinking about what your next reply will be, but listen to what the person has to say and then formulate some type of reply or suggestion to to that once is once that person has completed, and also I'm a I'm a very uh, I believe in women's rights and so uh, chivalrous. So anytime a woman speaks, I shut up because I just think that's the way that I've been raised. It's the way that I am. I also grew up doing the women's lib movement, so I also ask sometimes if it's you know if the ladies want to have that type of. Uh, relationship because some of them want to get into the brawl and they want to speak when they want to speak. And I, I fully understand that. So it's about, for me, 
Clubhouse has been uh, a window into the world. It's given me the ability to share and and listen to people that I would probably not have uh, in my lifetime at this point uh, been able to be associated with or been able to have a conversation with. Uh, it's been nice. I've had a couple of people invite me to private rooms where we've had conversations. Uh, I've been in rooms where I've been triggered by certain people and the comments that they've made, and I have lost my cool and have been sent down to the uh, to the audience to cool off for, for a minute or two before they will let me back on stage. But, you know, that happens, and it happens in life. And it's uh, really uh, reminded me that, you know, to be what it means to be human. And I believe in humanity and that we all are of one being, a come from one being, a one from one place. And uh, we all go back to that at the end of uh, this journey on this plane. Me, me too, Irvin. Me too. So I just, uh, I, I, I have friends that are ultra, ultra conservative and ultra liberal. I fit somewhere in the middle. I'm an independent. I don't, I think the Democrats and Republicans at this point in my life are both farce and have not served the people, the, the general masses of our country the way that they should have. Uh, but I still think that there is hope. I think that the U.S., and I, I'm, I can't speak to other parts of the world, even though I've traveled to other I'm cooking at the same time. Um, where am I? Here I am. Okay, that the U.S. is at a place is is at a place where we, our great experiment with democracy, is at a testing place, and it's showing up not only in the U.S. but in other parts of the world where we're all trying to figure out why we're on this planet and how we can live live together. Because I think the 21st century is going to cause us to really take some deep dives. And I think Clubhouse is a place where we can do that in a civilized manner. So uh, thank you for having this room and asking the question and giving me an opportunity to just share some of the things that I've learned over the last year. That's the amazing part. Like he's actually cooking. We're actually part of each other's lives too, in a way, intimately. Welcome, Solmaz, Ben, Piotr, uh, Andrea. You've all been also quite active on Clubhouse. So I'm curious to know what uh, your thoughts have been with your experiences. Hi. Are we? We're not doing PTR order. No, I mean uh, we're sitting in a living room just chatting. My rooms don't oh. do PTR order because I, even if I start doing PTR order, I'm, I'm incapable of maintaining it because there's a flow to a conversation. So go ahead. Um, so, yeah, thank you for having me and Dr. Francine. You always host good topics. Um, the question, has it helped or hurt you? I would say it depends on what you define as helped or hurt. Um, I personally have faced a lot of hate on this app because of how fast I grew, because people got competitive, people started lies and rumors, but none of that 
impacts me because I stand true to who I am. Um, and I realized after a year or so of being on this app, it's the social part and the friendships that actually are the downfall of this app. Um, if you keep things at a very surface level and understand that not everyone is your friend and not everyone wants the best for you and just provide value where you can, um, I think you'll navigate this app pretty comfortably without any uh, negative parts. But, you know, I've had rumors started and hate and mobs and bullies. There's people in this room that have started that. There's people in this room that have gone towards that kind of narrative. But at the end of the day, if you stand true to who you are, provide value, it's not, you can turn a negative experience, whether it's hurt you into a positive experience and learn from that. And I've minimized my time on the app because I have other things going on. I never came on here to become a creator or monetize. I came on here during the pandemic, like many other people, and enjoyed talking. I talk about travel. I also found that this is kind of the area of social audio is my thing. And I grew fast. I was invited on a lot of stages. I'm comfortable speaking, whereas I'm not in person. Um, and I've faced a lot of hate from people that feel, I think everyone in life feels that they know a certain amount of something. And if somebody else comes in and tries to um, share what they know, they feel the need to correct them. And I noticed that happens so much on this app. We were all correcting people on how to behave and what you need to do. This is how you should behave instead of what you just said, Dr. Francine, this is a living room. We're all having a conversation. You are not, no one is paying my bills except for me. And no one has the right to tell someone else what to believe in or how to act. Um, you know, I got a lot of hate from people getting whatever the situation is, um, to whatever the word or phrase you want to call it, because I'm followed by clubhouse employees or I'm on a lot of stages. Um, I had lies made up about me saying that I'm a bully. I'm a horrible person because I stood up to people that were actually, in fact, bullying me or treating me badly. And I put my foot down. And a lot of times I just say, this is a microcosm of the real world outside in your real life. And I call it real life because on here, a lot of people do put on a persona. Um, people will pretend they are something else. I just recently found some a person that's completely made up an entire persona, an IMDB, a business, a fate, like they're the biggest catfish I've ever met on this app. And I'm thinking so many people believe what you say and your voice. What's a catfish? So it means that you are deceiving people into believing that you look a certain way, you are educated in a certain way, you work somewhere, basically saying something. You're presenting yourself as something that you are not, whether that is misidentifying your gender, misidentifying your, uh, where you work, your education, your background. And a lot of people do that on Clubhouse, unfortunately. And then I realized the people that are actually authentic and true to themselves are the ones that kind of get hit the most because it's like, wait, why is this person lying about this? And so I personally think you can turn whatever has hurt you to actually help you, which is what I've done. And I've, um, you know, I, there is a lot of 
weird people on this app that will make up any story to fit their narrative. And um, if it doesn't work, they will try and destroy you and they'll lie about you. And like I said, there's people in this room that have completely either turned against me or made up stories about me. High school. It's high school. It is high school. Absolutely. It's very much high school. Like you believe someone saying that Soma has bullied me. Why I did not bully someone by blocking them. It's hilarious. It is. I block them because they made fun of my name. They made fun of my accent. They they talked badly about me. They literally told me they hate me. If someone says they hate me, yeah, I will block them. If someone goes and lies about me, yes, I will block them. I actually just unblocked a bunch of people because I don't come on here anymore. And um, but at the end of the day, if you want to believe what people say about someone rather than experience them for themselves, um, then. It is what it is, but I personally, I was hurt for a little bit, but that actually, to bring it to end on a positive note, I've met some amazing people on here. I've met them in real life. I've met people that uh, are passionate about the same things I am, and I've learned from them. I've also met some really horrible people, and you know, if you go in a room and see who's in the followed by speakers. I wish Clubhouse got rid of followed by speakers. I wish they didn't have that feature because I think it caused so much angst for no reason at all. And follower account. I wish that Clubhouse and all social platforms take away your follower account, take away your likes, take away who follows you, and then see what you have to offer. And for me, because I stand true to myself and the lies that people have told about me, the um, mob mentality of people that have turned against me, the, the things that people believe, um, that's fine. And none of that brings me down because I, again, I took that and said, how can I be better? How can I change um, the way I operate? And I see people coming in again with the, the little mobs of people, and I'm sure they're listening again. Let, you can let's, turn, see, yeah. let's see if, if we can't get through a few more people on stage yeah. so much because I usually, <laughs> I love you but I usually keep my rooms to an hour and I see that we're going to have to continue this discussion next week (laughs) because we're not going to be finished. There's a lot to say about clubhouse. Um, Let's see. There are two Shanes on stage. Does either Shane want to speak next? Black and white Shane. Go ahead. You were first colored, colored background. Shane, you're next. Uh-oh. Shane LTM. Sorry. Yo, guys. Uh, I was on the app earlier when I... Yeah. Do I have a bad connection? Uh, you're okay. okay. Oh, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, now we can. Okay. So... Yeah, you have uh, a bad no. connection. You're yeah, you're Onward. Other Shane. Alrighty. So uh, when I joined the app was February 2021, um, which I think what's notable about that is is about a month after June or January 6th, and uh, the the amount of vigilance and conscientiousness that I experienced when I first got on the app I, is like something I've never before <laughs> uh, have kind of sensed. Is very interesting. Um, at that time, it was still invite only, so there was um, a lot of notable people, um, and I tend to hang out in space industry rooms or pol- political 
uh, rooms. And what was really cool about the app is that I was able to connect with more what I call space architects and space urban planners. They are few and far between. And I, for the most part, was existing in architecture and urban planning world as well as local politics. And so that's one of the best parts about Clubhouse, I would say, is being able to actually connect with folks interested in these kind of like niche topics and then can discovering that there's a lot of interest in these kind of niche areas. Um, for a while I was hosting how to build a city on Mars, uh, for in the small steps of giant leaps room. And I was able to connect with a lot of great people, um, through all, all levels. Um, one of the best parts was it was welcoming enough where people didn't need a PhD or they didn't need a fancy title to interact on stage. Um, and so that was just really nice. Um, I think a lot of what I've done, like being a bit of a hallway monitor in ways of like making sure people aren't bullying on stage and that they're being inclusive and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it has helped me more than hurt me. I definitely am a little bit addicted to it. Um, I love all y'all's company. Um, but yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Thanks. Uh, Shanae, did you want to say something? Something. Yes. Yeah, I've had a wonderful experience here on Clubhouse. It's definitely helped me. Um, even the 5 to 10% negative experiences have helped me because it's made me reflect on maybe the boundaries that I set. I agree with Francesca that I go into rooms with intention. And if it's a space that is not reflective of how I maneuver in my in-person life, then I leave the room, or if it's a conversation that I'm not comfortable with. Um, and sometimes, actually, Dr. Francine, I took a step back this week because I found myself having, um, I, I can't think of the word, but just negative reactions to my surroundings, and it made me realize that it's how I'm navigating. The people haven't changed. It's just you know, that I have not been as secure with my boundaries. And sometimes it's not just people, it's maybe a topic, maybe it's gun control. I mean, it's not, but I'm just using an example. And I'm not in a headspace where I want to be in those conversations, so I don't go to those rooms. Another day, it might be a conversation that I definitely want to discuss. And there are people, like Dr. Francine, you and I could have a conversation and have very... I know, and I have missed you. Same. I know. And like, so we could disagree on something, but have a conversation about it. Right. And hear each other and listen to each other. And so for me, I've absolutely enjoyed Clubhouse because I like to get to know the people and I don't listen to what others say. I just get to know the people and my experiences with them. And it's introduced me to so many topics and conversations of experts that I would not have in my in-person life. So I truly appreciate Clubhouse. Okay, I am, um, I'm in a panic right now <laughs> because I see lots of friends of mine um, up here on the stage. It's 11.55, and I don't know exactly how I'm going to do this other than So you add 15 minutes or 10 minutes? We can, but we yeah. can also, we can also uh, hold another room next week. Um, Susanna. Okay, you got to be quick on the draw, Susanna. Okay, thank you. I am um, not really able to talk right now. I'll jump into your okay. room next time you host it. Thank you. 
Okay, Mitch. Dr. Francine, can you hear me now? Am I in a better spot? Other Shane? Yes. Yeah. I'll be quick. Yeah, you're now you're on the bottom right. Why is that a better spot than it is? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So anyway, guys, mostly a positive experience on the app. But early on the app, a lot of people on the real estate side of Clubhouse were not vetting out. So Dream Team went right at vetting our speakers, making sure that we had met each other in person as we flew around the country, and making sure that we could verify transactions or companies that we worked for. Of course, we've had a lot of big names on the app that vet out very easily on CNBC and Bloomberg, but we've also had a lot of people that don't. Um, and then when we pivoted, you know, we came back with more of a Main Street flavor and a lot of those uh, mods vet out really well. So as far as being authentic, that became easy for us to figure out. I know that's not the same for all the other industries, but the collaborative perspective that we've been able to give on market trends has led news by months and quarters. It's been a game changer. There have been a lot of people that have been coming back to the app or they're getting on the app because they feel like they're losing an industry edge by not being on the app in the real estate hallways. So I, I also see a lot of social impact agendas meaningfully being addressed uh, that are around affordability and, and real estate. And I think that's fantastic. That's always been one of the places where I try to focus kind of my off time energy with my expertise is, you know, transitional urban edges and making sure that, you know, we can have strong narratives with nonprofits there on how to bring back these uh, neighborhoods, you know, sharing with them what's happened in other parts of the country, since I am someone that's done this in several different regions of the country. And so I think that has been the benefit for us. We have a space called Main Street to Wall Street where we cross over and we're not as real estate oriented. And um, I can see sometimes from listening to a lot of people coming in there that they feel like they're getting a hodgepodge. I also know that some of the so-called big real estate names by popularity love to jump into controversial rooms, but those are not really the big practitioners that Wall Street and Main Street recognize as people that actually get things done. They're just more hype and commercials um, and more fluff. They're not really experts. They're kind of wannabe experts. So there's always going to be that, but all in all, Clubhouse has been a very good thing. We've actually watched our club grow dynamically in the last six months. Um, as far as what Joe and I are trying to do at Burst Strategy, Susanna didn't get a chance to talk, but we go into rooms a lot together. Um, and I think it's just making sure that people protect the message and they protect the quality and caliber of the moderator that's talking about something if it's an expert-oriented subject and not just an opinion thing. But I remember back in the old days of Clubhouse where I used to hang out with Brooke and Danny late at night, you know, single divorced, recently divorced during Corona. When I didn't have the kids, I was on a Clubhouse a lot. So I found a lot of social uses, but a lot of also strategic attention. In the beginning, all I wanted out of this was a Rolodex, but now I have some business and some colleagues, and I've actually had a very, very positive experience. I've got to meet people like Barbara. I see Rick all the time. I see Susanna up here. There's a lot of people that kind of drug me to the room. So, And I've heard you before, Dr. Francine, and I know I've been following you for a while. So thanks for the space. I think it's a great place. I think we can continue to protect and make the narrative in the hallways better. Uh, but there's always going to be riffraff, and people are always going to want drama, and they can go find that if they want the Jerry Springer side of Clubhouse. That's their, that's their prerogative. Well, you know, I, I have one thing to say. I'm going to let a couple of more people talk, but I, I do, I do want to say that I, I have to thank you because when I came into this room, I was burned out, 
as I uh, made no pretense about. And um, now I'm not burned out. <laughs> I've been so much better. You know, it's like my universe has manifested what I needed. You know, people who um, people who know how to do this and who care. Okay, and, now. And Francine, I just want to add one more thing. This is Barbara. Go into rooms that energize you, right? That support you and you learn from and can contribute to and not get drained and exhausted and burned out. That's I can never thing. tell when I walk in, you know, what's yeah. going to happen in the room. And that is well, more what's happening. But Yeah, I choose to yeah. leave. That's what I do. I choose to leave. Yeah. Anyway. And also, there's that button, the right? Leave quietly button. That's there for yeah, a purpose. I love that. Love. Oh, I do that quietly. all the time. I do Loving that all the time. I wish there was a button that said "Leave with style," though. That would be awesome. <laughs> with the right. regale, you get regaled as you leave. <laughs> hey, go, go hey. out with a button. <laughs> ben. Jake. Wait. Perhaps a twinkle. Jake. I thought I was calling on Jake. Okay, Piotr. Hello. How are, we? How are you, Dr. Francine? I'm good. Now I'm good. At the beginning of the hour, it wasn't so good. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll I'll preference my po- uh, I'll frame my point from that this room in itself, I'm sure, will have, you know, people talking afterwards because of some things that have been shared by others or referenced or something like that. So um, you have to go into every room with a degree of uh, consciousness and, um, you know, well, protecting oneself, as I think was referenced earlier. Um, You know, uh, clubhouse, clubhouse. Uh, To answer the question simply, uh, it's helped me. It's it's, it's grossly helped me. Um, And, uh, you know, I don't know what I would be doing otherwise. Uh, in terms of, you know, every time I'm wandering around somewhere or doing something, I could listen to a podcast, I could put on a stupid video on YouTube, or I could listen to some music. And I find myself putting on Clubhouse a bit less at the moment because there's not so much good content, but, um, you know, uh, listening to some interesting discussions. And if I do join social rooms, they've been very interesting. Um, and generally, I think that I came onto this app a lot later than I think other people. Um, and I came on here with the initial intent of just using it in a sort of lighthearted social way. Uh, and then I saw the opportunity um, and it changed my perspective by which that I use it, which is primarily quite targeted. Um, I do join social rooms and I enjoy the dog walk or something. I love news news with Catherine and so on. But um, I saw the opportunity to really frame um uh, you know, my area of interest in a way that wasn't being um, wielded yet. And um, for the most part, I've mainly just stuck to that. I don't get really too bothered by the drama and people are going to have an opinion of you no matter what you do or say. So you might as well just do it anyway, as long as it's not actively harming people. Um, and, you know, for the most part, it seems to have, um, well, as you can probably tell from the sit rep room and what we achieved. Um, I remember our conversation, Dr. Francine, what, three weeks ago? Um, and that yes. was very pertinent. And, you know, it's uh, it's stuck with me as many as other conversations I've had with other people who've been, you know, talking to me about after the um, after the room and so on. 
Um, and it's difficult. Um, running a room like that was difficult and challenging. And I think that was probably the closest I got to getting enthralled into the uh, to the drama-esque side. Getting sucked stuff. into the drama, right? Yeah, you know, all this bullshit that happens. And, and just like, you know, even earlier today, I was listening to a room uh, in a, another club, which was a reaction room to the room I made about China and Taiwan the other day. And then calling us, you know, globalists and we're all a bunch of Soros-funded Westerners, Western propaganda. It's hilarious. It's great. Because then if you actually listen to the replay and you actually listen to what they're saying, they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so well, it's, it's quite entertaining. So, you know, uh, but there's a lot of toxicity. Some people in here, you know, uh, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. I don't really hold qualms. I don't really care. I've got bigger fish to fry than, you know, some other thing that happened many months ago. But people like to uh, label people. They like to play victim. They like to do a lot of things. Um, and as I say, at the end of the day, uh, all you can control is yourself. Uh, and what you say or how you say it. Um, and, you know, I, be it like everybody else, is human uh, and need to learn from their mistakes and be conscious of what we say and how we say it. But we also shouldn't be afraid to have difficult conversations uh, and engage with them. And I think the bottom line I would say is that people haven't necessarily liked the way that I run my clubs or my rooms. But at the end of the day, it's your club and it's your room and you run it as you see fit. Um, and, a lot of people seem to appreciate that in, in the way that I run. I have tough guidelines. I have to be tough because it's geopolitics. It's not comedy. Um, and so, you know, it's alienated people. It's made people think that I was a certain way, which not at all, not at all. Uh, it's very much about the topic and very much about just running the room in a standardized way so that, uh, you know, it, it, I try to re reduce as much genre as possible. But unfortunately, you can't please everybody. Uh, and it's a difficult one. No, nope. um, that's right. You line, can't. No, and bottom line, it's, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the app very much. As I say, I think I've grown more as a person in the past year than I have done in a long time and met some amazing people, including, you know, Ben, who I hope to go and have a pint with in London next week or sometime when I'm back in the UK. So, uh, you know, and you, Dr. Francine, I hope to run into you. I've met Dr. Dan. I've met, uh, was so close to meeting Aaron. I've met so many amazing people and to, I, to met, I met lots of good people Stomaz is there. yeah exactly so to, to repeat what Somaz said you know focus on the positive it's it's what i've gotten from this app and what i think so many people get from it is amazing and I, that's why i will continue to come on it and do what i do as and when i do it so thanks for the okay uh, let me uh let me um finish with my friends jake and andrea so Jake, you get a minute. Andrea, you get a minute. Right. Dr. Francine, thanks. I would say just to the question of the room, I, overall, I'm very grateful to have been on Clubhouse. I came on at a point when I was uh, not long after uh, some time in the hospital and I lost a lot of lung capacity. And it's been uh, just terrific chance to be at home while still being able to build back up my speaking voice. And uh, as part of that, uh, get back into the swing of of how conversations work. And and one thing I know that I like it's a role that I play, and and I I will always take uh, criticism for it, and I will always keep doing it. Is that there are to me there's some conversations where fouls get thrown, where microaggression happens, and either it gets caught and cut because moderators are on it, or because it's slow or it's subtle, or moderators away from it, or whatever else. 
And sometimes it's necessary for somebody to, to throw a foul to get the, the, the regular microaggressor fouled out of the game too. Uh, it's, it's what goons do in hockey and, uh, and, and like in the, the room. That <laughs> I, I think... Jake, you and I have to go into a private room and have a discussion. I've learned more about you in this minute than I've known the whole time I've known you on Clubhouse. So this, this is long overdue that we get to know each other better. But, uh, Always Andrea, good. take us home. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dr. Francine uh, and Heyman uh, and, and Barbara for this space. Um, I uh, came on during the pandemic, uh, I, partly old school clubhouse. Uh, uh, I enjoyed that phase of it for different uh, reasons, uh, but I have had an overall positive experience on clubhouse. Um, I do think it reflects a public, uh, you know, square. Uh, so in a way, it's a bit of the Wild West in that sense um, as well. Uh, and so for me, uh, I'm highly, I, I feel like I'm highly selective in uh, both how I use it and what I listen to. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty choosy <laughs> about where I spend my time uh, in here and I try to be intentional about it. Uh, I will say that I have... Uh, we we try uh, we hold down a space uh, and after we vote, which is uh, maybe more of a niche spot um, and probably not for everybody. Uh, we get into some you know arm arm wrestling and some challenging conversations in there, which I think though are reflective of uh, a bit of what's going on in America and the world, uh, and we try to do our best with it. Uh, so, but I have met amazing people. Uh, I've learned. Uh, I have learned a lot. I have met amazing people in person and on Clubhouse. I've met a number of people across the country and in Europe, um, and so uh, that are doing amazing uh work uh and i've had my it did help me open up my eyes also in terms of transitioning back to life in the united states after most half my life abroad uh to what was going on in in the country uh and i've made both very good professional contacts as well as uh great friends so um i do like the medium of social audio quite a bit uh and i think you know there's pros and cons to it as a platform uh, but I try to maximize the best I can get from it uh, and being mindful of what you can learn from it as well to make um, the platform and society a better place. So I'll land my plane there. And thank you. Oh, land your plane. Land your plane. Landed. I'm jumping out with a parachute. Let's forget landing the plane. I'm jumping out use, with a parachute. Use the slip slide or whatever it's called. All right, you guys, like I said, I love you all, and you've cured my burnout, and I'm very happy. Thank you, Francine. We love you. I'm very happy, and next week we will have another room, and we will talk about the future of Clubhouse, and I will make sure I come in more educated about what's happening. Heyman, what an outro. (laughs) Here to please. Conte Patiro with Andre Bocelli and Sarah Brightman. Grazie mille. Se
Mostra 